Welcome to the Sunday Evening Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Kevin Vanderput. How are you all doing? Good? Everybody good? Awesome. You know, um, a lot of the time me and Sharon uh, are traveling around uh, a bit, around Horsham, Burgess Hill, Worthing, Crawley. That's like all of England for us. We don't know anything else than that, but that's okay. And a lot of the times, because if you don't know, we are not from here. Um, we need uh, our very best friend in this country, Google Maps, to help us get about, because otherwise we would be lost anywhere we would go. So we rely heavily on our best friend, Google Maps, to get us anywhere and we discover new places like that and um, but I remember as a kid we didn't really have Google Maps always to rely on and I remember um, every summer my grandparents would take us on holiday somewhere Uh, me and my sister my cousins they would take all of us and we would go on this massive road trip. We would usually end up in the south of France. But those were the days where there was no GPS, there was no Google Maps. There was my grandpa driving and my grandma being the co-pilot. She had a huge map and she was trying to sort out where to take the exit, how to get there. And it was always very funny because we'd end up missing the exit, getting lost. And the journey, instead of 10 hours, would take 20. I'm exaggerating a little bit. But I remember this very specific time where it just got so bad we ended up on the side of the road with the map on the bonnet of the car and be like right we are here so somehow we need to get down there and it was really funny and we didn't get anywhere to where we're supposed to go so my grandpa gave up he found this like park that was like a national trust place and we spent the afternoon there he taught me everything he knew about flowers and plants I did not care at all I have to say but uh, it was nice until he felt ready to take the road again and we got to your destination. So it was always a very funny time. But there are some principles that I learned through that. Uh, And today our message is called How to Live a Next Step Life. And through those journeys that I took with my grandparents, I learned couple things. You always need a destination when you start a journey. It might sound obvious, but it is a fact. You need to have a destination. So we often had the beach in mind down the south of France or like some nice uh, villa somewhere. That was really nice. That was our destination. Not only do you need a destination, but you need directions because if you don't have the directions, is a chance you might not get there. So either you rely on Google Maps, you rely on a, a, a literally a map, like a paper map. Oh, I'm so happy we don't have to use those anymore. Uh, I think we would get lost so many times around here. Um, so you need directions to get to your destinations. But not only that, you also need movement. You need action. If you just have the intention of getting to your destination, but you never take a step towards that, you never get in the car and get it moving, you are never going to get to the beach. You are never going to get to your destination. So you need action. See, my grandparents could have wanted to go there, but if they never took us there, got in the car, figured out the way, we would never have gotten on holiday and I would not have been happy. So it requires actions to get us where we need to go. See, there's this quote, intentions are only as good as the actions you put to them. So we need to take action in our lives. So you have to continually just take steps one after the other to move forward in life, not just 
you get the analogy, right? We're not going on holiday, but we're taking steps in our lives. We are all on a journey. We all have a destination. So we are taking steps forward to arrive there. Turn left, third exit, turn right. There you go. Um, and so the point is we live life to move forward and we only as fruitful in our life or uh, growing in our life as the step we take forward to be there. If we stop taking steps forward, that's the moment we stop being fruitful. So if you go to the next slide, Trevor, then we have our little, look at this. We have the destination, the directions, the action that we need to take. So continually taking steps and that's what leads us to be fruitful. So we are all on a journey. First, there's a personal journey, a journey in our relationship with God, right? So we all need to take steps in that so that we move forward and grow in God. He has placed on a, a call on each of your lives to fulfill, a call that I cannot fulfill. See, Josh has a call in his life, and there's no point in me trying, well, two Joshes, you sitting next to one another as well, have a call on their lives that I cannot step into and try to fulfill. But neither can they do that about my calling. So each of you have a calling on your life that God has equipped you to fulfill. And it requires you to take steps. See, the Bible mentions many times that we live to know him and to walk in his ways. If we are to walk in his ways, walking requires steps. Come on, guys, you're going to get it. Walking requires a lot of steps so that we move forward in our journey with God. So that is the first part of the journey on a personal level with God. Then there's a corporate journey that we are all on as a church, as a body of Christ, as kingdom faith. There's stuff going on all over the place in Worthing, in Crawley, in Horsham, in London, in Torton, in Scarborough, and here in Burgess Hill, we're all on this corporate journey as part of his body, the church. And we want to see his kingdom come, his kingdom established in our town and in this nation. And it's amazing to know that we're on this journey. But what is the purpose of that journey? The Bible says in John 14, verse 13 and 14, it says, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me anything in my name and I will do it. Another verse says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So what do we see in those two verses? First, that we no longer live for ourselves because Christ lives in us. So we live for Christ, through Christ. And what does Christ do in John 14? The Son may bring glory to the Father. So what's our ultimate goal and purpose? To bring glory to the Father in everything that we do. How do we do that? Well, we have the Son, the Holy, through the Holy Spirit living inside of us that is enables us to do that every single day. So we are all on a journey. We all have a purpose to bring glory to the Father. Man, I don't know about you, but this is exciting to me because 
Every human being needs a sense of purpose in their life. That's why so many people are lost everywhere in the world because they are lacking purpose and they're trying to find that purpose through different things in life and actually nothing will fill it because they have been created essentially to bring glory to the Father. The Father has created them for a relationship with Him. That's why they will never satisfy that hunger inside of them. So we no longer live, we don't live for ourselves, we live by faith in the Son to bring glory to the Father. So now we know the purpose of our journey, but how do we actually get to that point of, well, how do we do that? How do we bring glory to the Father? What, is, what does that look like? Well, the Bible, I believe, has every answer we need. And in John 15, 16, it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. So what does it say? You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. Let's try that again. To go and So what are we called to do? We are called to bear fruit and fruit that will last. We have another verse in John 15 that says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So how do we bring glory to the Father? By bearing fruit. We are called to be fruitful people. God's desire for us is to bear much fruit for His glory. That is how we can bring Him glory. We bear fruit in everything we do. It's God's will for creation from the beginning was for it to prosper, for it to grow, for it to bear fruit in all things. So we are called to multiply and it's, yeah, it's no exception for us. We are called to bear fruit for the Father and we do that by moving forward in our walk with God, by taking our next step of faith and obedience to Him. I want us to look at a story today that's found in Matthew chapter 25. If you have a Bible, the Word of God, take it out. We're going to read it together. It starts in verse 14. I don't have that bit on the screen because it's our main story. It would have been way too long to put on slides. Um, So we're going to read it together. Matthew 25. It's called the parable of the talents. It's a very well-known story, but we're going to look at it together. So I'm going to start reading from verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servant and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. Good job. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. Good job. But he who had received one went and dug it in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. 
So he said, so he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also had received two talents. Uh, he, sorry, he who also had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping when you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have received back my own money with, the, with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. They will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now the ending is quite strong there. Actually, this parable teaches us about bearing fruit. Um, it can be used, a lot of time it's used as a reference of how to handle money, right? Uh, but actually the parable is about salvation because some get saved and some do nothing with their salvation and end up with the weeping and gnashing of teeth. But the points that I want to make through that story is that two of those servants ended up bearing fruit. The one who received five talents and the one who received two went and multiplied what they had. One buried what was given to him and did nothing with him. He didn't bear any fruit. And we see at the end of the story that what was given to him was taken away because he did not bear fruit while the master was away. So the master wasn't really happy with him, but he was very happy with the other two servants. See, the talents in this story could represent Anything that God has given each of you. It could represent anointings, gifts that God has placed on your life. God has equipped us to live the life he has called us to live for his glory. So he has given us anointing, gifts, etc. He has given us everything we need to live the life he has called us to Often I think a lot of Christians have this perspective of I have to get to some place before I start serving God. I have to persevere, push through, be wiser, be whatever, like Pastor Colin, so I can start taking my first step. But actually, God created you the way he did and gave you everything you needed to fulfill the calling he has placed on your life. 
Yes, things need to be developed. Things need to come out of you. That's where next steps are important on a journey. But everything you need is right there inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. You have God living inside of you. There's nothing lacking there. Everything is inside of you. You simply need to develop those things. And that's why there's always a next step to take as we walk in obedience with God to him. And so, yeah, you all have gifts and anointing. You have all been given talents, if you'd like, as in this parable. And it's about what you do with those and how are you going to get them to bear fruit for the glory of the Father. See, some talents are obvious, but some are maybe less obvious, but we all have some. For instance, we have um, Claire and Trevor that are, are new people, people, <laughs> um, for a lack of a better title. They have a gift of hospitability. Hospitability, is that a word? Hospitality, thank you. Yes, I am not British, but that's okay. They have that gift. Whenever you walk into their house, you feel welcome. You feel well-received. You feel like you've been there 20, times. You feel like it's true because it's a gift that they have on their lives. Whenever you start a conversation with them, it's easy. It's, 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 there's a sense of relationship already established there. That is a gift that they have. That's a gift that they have. Joel and Toby have an obvious gift with worship where they have this ability of bringing the body near to the throne of God so that they bring us along in their worship so that we can meet with our creator. And that is amazing. Each of you have a gift and anointing on your life. Each of you. And it's amazing. Something that might be really hard for me might be really easy for some of you. And it's, it's, it's incredible because that's why the body is the body. A hand cannot do what the foot, feet do, but the feet cannot try to do what the hand does. And that's because we all work as a team, as a family. That's why God has brought each of you here today to work together for his glory. So we all have gifts, anointing, things that God has placed on our lives to develop. And as a church, we've put together a pathway that will help you develop these things. It's made of four steps, and it's going to appear on the screen. Look at this. Trevor, you are on it. All right, we have a discipleship pathway. It's made of four steps. Know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. It, 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 it summarizes the journey of every Christian. First, we have to realize that God loves us, that he wants a relationship with us. And once we have that relationship, we have completed the first step of knowing God. Then he wants us to realize that there's more to life than what we've known so far. He wants us to live free of anything that could hinder us or has been, uh, in, that we have been in bondage to maybe over the years. He wants us to be free of those things, to live for his glory. Then he wants us to discover our purpose. Because as I've been speaking and repeating, and I'm going to say it again, we all have a purpose, all a part to play in this body. So he wants you to discover that. And finally, he wants you to use that to make a difference. 
because we don't know this truth to keep it for ourselves. We know Jesus to make him known to others. So with that purpose we have, with those anointing and gifting, we can now go outside of these four walls and go and make Jesus known. Each with our capabilities, abilities, uh, our anointings and giftings, if you want to put spiritual, spiritual terms on them. So this is the pathway. You might all be in different steps. Maybe uh, your next step is to find that freedom really in Christ. Maybe your next step is to make a difference because God has been speaking to you maybe through the encounters last week and the week of prayer and fasting about your calling, your gifting and all of that. So now you want to use that to make a difference. We all have next steps to be taken. In this massive journey called life, we all have a next step with God to take. And it can be taken in four different areas if we want to simplify, simplify it. It can be a next step spiritually. Uh, can you go to the next one, Trevor, please? There you go. Look at that. What is your next step? It can be a next step relationally. What does that look like? Well, if you are married, it may be a next step in your marriage. Not that your marriage is going bad, but that maybe, you know, we are always called to a next step in there as well. So how can I better my marriage? We have a marriage course in place, for instance. Uh, maybe as, as a parent, how can I be a better dad to my children? It's a next step relationally. Maybe it's a next step relationally connecting to this body. Well, I really like what I'm seeing here, and, it, and I've been coming for a few times. Maybe I need to connect more with the people within the body of kingdom faith. We have small groups in place for that. They are the heartbeat of our church. So maybe there is your next step relationally to connect with people that think like you, that are praying, that are spiritually aware of what's going on. Maybe your next step is in your witness. Maybe well, actually, next steps are in those, you have all next steps in those four areas. But maybe the one that God is pointing towards today would be in your witness. Maybe you have family that is not, that are, don't know God yet. Maybe you have friends, co-workers. Those are your mission fields, your Samaria, your Judea, your ends of the world. Those are your world to connect to. We've talked about Alpha just a bit earlier. Maybe it's time you bring your best friend to Alpha. Maybe it's time that you bring your co-worker to Alpha. Do, that could be your next step in your witness. Then we have a next step spiritually. God says in his word that he brings us from glory to glory. There as well, in our relationship with God, it never stops. Paul said, I'm still running the race. And he was like the most mature Christian you could think of. But he says, I'm still taking steps. I'm still running that race. I'm still learning, growing in God. So we are all called to do that. So maybe you have a next step to take spiritually. Maybe that looks like getting baptized if you haven't been baptized yet. Maybe you don't speak in tongues and we want to release you in that. Maybe it's a next step in your prayer life. We have impacts every month. There are prayer meetings where we pray into the, the town, into the services, into people, into release of what God wants to say. Maybe you've never made it there. It's time to make it to an impact prayer meeting and come and join us into seeing his kingdom come and his will be done here on earth. So those could be your next steps spiritually. 
There are so many. Grow is a course we do about knowing what the church is like. Freedom is that course where you could find freedom from things you have been in bondage to for so long. It's such a great course that is starting actually this week. Little plug. So you could, that could be your next step spiritually. Finally, there's a next step in your serving. Maybe it's time that you make a difference. And that difference can be found in the body. There is so much you can do within these four walls. On a Sunday, we have a connect team. We have a hub team. We have uh, worship. We have everything from set up to pack down. Maybe you just love playing Tetris. If you love playing Tetris, we got a van that needs filling up every Sunday where we struggle putting everything in it. Maybe you have a gifting seeing things we don't really see and it can go better in the van. Well, that can be your next step. We believe in for, for children and youth to come and fill this congregation. We're soon going to need a J247 team, which is our children ministry, a United team, which is our youth ministry. Maybe your next step is there. Toby, do you mind coming up, please? Um, there's a next step for every single one of us. And it might sound like I'm doing a big plug of, this is what we do as a church. Please come and join a ministry. That is not the purpose of today. Because as a church, we don't do this for ourselves. We don't do this so we see more people. Involved. We do this for you. Because if you don't grow, then you are missing out on what God's best look like for your life. If you don't take a step, maybe it's out of your comfort zone. Maybe it's a bit scary. Maybe it's stretching. But that's where you can see God's power at hand in your life. It's still scary for me to step here and speak to you every week. But if I don't decide to step into it, I won't see God's release through it. So there's a next step for each of us, each of you, to see in your life the release that God wants to bring. So as Toby starts playing, um, there's something very special that we don't usually do, but we're doing today across every congregation. Um, you'll see we have four tables laid out across the room. We have a spiritual table over there. At the very back, we have a serving table. At the back left for you, we have a witness table. And right here, we have a relational table. Now, what, does t what are those tables for? They're simply there. They're going to be, we're going to have one or two people or three people at every table ready to talk to you about your next step. It's nothing scary. It's nothing to be yeah, afraid of in any way. We simply want to help you on your journey with God. This is what this morning is about. It's seeing you and saying God sees you too. And God has so much in store for each of you. And it's standing there helping you say, well, what is God saying to you? How can we help you grow today? Because as a church, we all want you to grow. So maybe your next step is serving in the life of the body in, in Burgess Hill. Maybe it's serving somewhere else in Horsham, in Crawley, in Worthing. That's okay too. You can go to the serving table. If your next step is spiritually, you know you need to make it, something different needs to happen in your prayer life, in your time with God. Something, you need prayer for something. That is your next step. Come to the spiritual table. If your next step is in your witness, we'll have people there that can intercede with you about who you're trying to reach 
coach that can give you tips and 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 just uh, from experience they've had on how to reach them how to talk to people maybe you don't know how to have that first conversation that says hey I'm a Christian I go to church why don't you come with me they're gonna help you find those answers on the relational table we have people that will be there to answer any question you might have regarding any relationship you have in your uh, in your life maybe with your children maybe with your spouse maybe with friends maybe with family we want to be here this morning to help you so as part of our response we're not going to stand and and pray or not right away but I want you to take one minute right now to think, okay, God, I know there's a next step in all those areas, but what is my next step for today? What is the one thing I need to move on with today? And then I want you to take a bold step of faith and I want you to go to one of those tables and speak to the people that are there. Maybe you don't know exactly what it looks like, but you know it's to do with serving in the life of the church. You know it's to do with the witness. They are there to help you. We want to help you this morning. So take one minute right now, and I'm just going to quickly pray. Father, I thank you that you are speaking to each and every one of us, even the people that are on the tables, helping the other people. Each of us, even me this morning, we have a next step to take with you. Father, I pray that you would make things clear to us right now, crystal clear about what our next step should be. And Father, give us the boldness to believe that, yes, we will step out of our comfort zone and see your best in our lives today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. So I encourage you, take that one minute now, think it through, chat it through with God, and then we'll have all the people with the badges at each table ready to speak to you. And we'll take the time it takes to do that and then we'll come back together.
intercession or being prayed for, um, don't worry at all. Keep doing what you're doing. But um, if you are just there right now, we want to come all back together, um, coming in the front here. And we're just going to end by worshiping God because he is the one that is the author of our journey author of our salvation he's the author and finisher of our faith so we just want to finish by exalting his name together so if you're not being prayed for in a conversation i encourage you to come back the rest don't worry enjoy what you're doing but we're just going to finish by worshiping god together thank you for listening to this kingdom faith podcast we trust it's been an encouragement to you For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.